Hello, and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain. I'm your host, Steph, and this is a show that dives into health and healing, where we discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Today, we're going to talk about part of the tagline, how do we actually show up well? Stay tuned for more. So as we start, I was having an interesting discussion with a friend this weekend, and he said to me in just a very kind of quizzical way, he said, you talk about doing things well quite often. He said, I've been listening to your podcast, and you talk about not just wellness, but to love someone well, to show up well, those types of uh, phrases. And his question caught me off guard, but it also helped me reflect a little bit on the fact that I do indeed use that verbiage quite often. And for me, it's just a, a life posture at this point, but the catalyst for it is kind of this understanding that Health is not the absence of disease. It's the presence of intentional inputs that are healthy for us. And I guess it's it's just part of my, my verbiage. It's part of my posture. It's not something I give a lot of extra thought to, but it is how I live my life. I live with the awareness that if we're not actually walking towards health, we think we might be neutral or stagnant. Unfortunately, that's just not the case. If you're not actively pursuing health, you're actively inviting unwellness into your life. And I do feel that that's a truth statement. Again, listeners are always welcome to disagree with me. In fact, I encourage you, if you do disagree with me, reach out, healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. But I think it's important to come to the understanding that life involves action, and it involves intentional action, and it involves consistent action, and it involves exhaustive action, because that's life. Written on my mirror right now is, it's one of the rules to live by that my friend Joe was telling me about last week. So he's got four rules uh, for life. And one of them, I just, I loved it. And you know, not all four are for me to share and tell. I think that's very much a part of what um, he brings into his sessions and his relationships. Um, and, and so go over to the Joe Martino show to listen to a lot of his wisdom. But one of the pieces that we talked through last week, he said, life's tough, be tougher. And that's the reality. Being tough means active inputs towards wellness again and again, consistent effort over time, and we might be able to craft out this beautiful life that is potentially in front of us, but it takes copious amounts of effort. And so as I was kind of tracing through this, one of the things I've shared is that there's a book that I'm planning. It's far past the conceptual stage. We're actually kind of elbows deep in kind of the first segment of it. But the second segment where I'm going to camp out for most of the book, it uses the verbiage of domain wellness, which has been around for the broad side of about three to four decades at this point. So by no means is it a new concept, but what it's talking about and what I plan to to kind of parcel through with readers is that we have so many different spaces in our life that we need to show up for intentionally. When we talk about the body, when we talk about the person, the spirit, the mind, when we talk about physical health, there's four pieces that are imperative that we put in intentional efforts. And I think I phrased that wrong because one of them actually is physical health, but related to a personal experience, it's physical health, intellectual health, emotional health, and spiritual health. If I'm talking to any client 
we're using that language together to say, let's check in on those pieces of your story. How is it going? What's going well? Where do we need new inputs? Then there are four other areas. And to be fair, we could add in a few others. Like I don't, I'm not planning on talking about environmental health, but I think that's very important. There's also under physical health, you could dive into kind of sexual health. I think that's also very important. Those aren't necessarily going to be spaces that I'm going to intentionally explore on my own. But the, the four that I've listed is a great launching point with clients. The other four are going to be vocational health, so related to your job, career identity, financial health. Then we also have social health and recreational health. And social health is talking about your relationships and recreational health is talking about how you spend your time and do you spend your time well. And one of the things that as I was talking with uh, this same person over the weekend, and I had said to him, I said, what are some hobbies? What are some things that you enjoy? And he said, you know, I'm really not, um, I'm not sure quite yet because life's in a big transition. So I'm not, I'm not sure where I would like to spend my time if I started to have leisure time or recreational time. And I was just kind of processing through that kind of after the conversation. And one of the things that I walk with clients is we have to figure out what is the intersection of what's good for me and what's enjoyable. And that's where we need to cultivate time and intentionality. So one more time, what's good for me? And by this, I'm going to also say what's healthy for me. And then the second piece is what's enjoyable. Because not everything related to discipline, not everything related to healthy habits is going to be your cup of tea and that's okay. But there are going to be, if you look hard enough and you're willing to put an intentional time and effort, there are going to be intersections of things that are enjoyable and things that are good for us. That's where you need to cultivate understanding about what does it mean to walk towards health. So I walk with clients very intentionally in each of these domain areas. Before we're done with any sort of uh, clinical interventions, we're going to check in on these spaces and say, rate for me how things are going, rate for me where improvements might be needed, let me know what supports would look like. And we accrue interventions, we build skills. We're going to do that intentionally in each of these domain areas along with some of the others that I had mentioned earlier. One of the places that I really saw this play out this past week, we've been walking with a client through some impulsive spending habits. And time after time, there's this impulsivity to like go out and spend the money. But unfortunately, at the tail end of that, there's guilt because it was compulsive spending, it was impulsive purchasing, so guilt comes along with that. And so we've been walking through what does it look like to have intentional wellness with finances. So instead of reactive, I've gone out and done something impulsively and now I feel guilt, we're talking about proactive, I'm budgeting, I'm setting aside money that is really for me to use however I'd like. And she came back this last week reporting that she had such a huge success crafting a budget for herself, going out on a date with her husband, and together there wasn't an ounce of guilt because they just went out and spent what was pre-apportioned and they enjoyed their time together. That's what wellness looks like. If you're walking towards wellness, it looks like stopping that impulsivity that's laden with guilt and walking towards intentionality and ways to still enjoy yourself, but in a responsible way. And budgeting is good for us. Having a grasp on our finances is good for us. That's the intersections we're looking for. 
as you're going through life domains, as you're going through intentional living and living well, you're looking for that intersection of what's good for me and what's enjoyable. Now, I will say, because I didn't at the onset of this conversation, what's good for me, if you're in any sort of relationship, it also has to take into consideration what's good for us. Those should be joint teammate conversations. That's just kind of a side note. If there are kids in the picture, what's good for our family? What's good for this dynamic? Those are all important. But often we get into these patterns of thinking about the right thing for us to do. So what's the right workout program to do? What's the right eating style? What's the right, you know, whatever it is, what's the right hobby? Here's the thing, friends. There are a plethora of choices and you can take those choices and move in any direction as long as it's towards health. So I, in the book I share, and also I think I might've shared on past podcasts, I once upon a time was a hardcore keto dieter, like three years in the trenches, restricting all of the things, carbs, demonizing food. That was very much a part of my story. And that lasted for about three years. Here's the thing. Keto is a choice, the same way Whole30 is a choice, the same way Mediterranean eating is a choice, the same way low carb is a choice. They're just choices. I need to find something at the intersection of what's good for me and what's enjoyable, because if I can find that, it's going to be sustainable. Then we come into the idea of kind of physical fitness and physical wellness. And I have so many clients that give me should statements and supposed to statements. I'm supposed to work out five days a week, 45 minutes, all of the things that I'm like, hey, look, you can't be me, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, guys. I go seven days a week. But what I'm trying to say here, I understand how cocky that is. That was supposed to be in jest. I don't know that it always translates over audio, but you know, here, here we are with a, an awkward pause. But here's the thing. The should statements driving us are going to disallow us from sitting in the enjoyment of what's good for me and what's enjoyable. I re realized that was also redundant there, but again, we're going to move through that awkwardness as well. There is not a one-size-fits-all workout routine. I personally find some workouts to be so incredibly ludicrous, I roll my eyes, I absolutely like breathe heavy and or sigh heavily when I see people doing them. I love some of the Beachbody On Demand workouts, but some of it is straight-up tomfoolery, absolute tomfoolery with, with the way they ask you to move your body. And if you are not in peak physical condition, your body doesn't even move that way. So I, I find some of the construct to be quite ridiculous, frankly. You go to the gym, there are literally people doing activities that you could not pay me one bajillion dollars to do. But if it's at their intersection of what's good for them and enjoyable, go and do, because there's not one right way to do things. And so as we talk through domain wellness, and as we talk about figuring out what's good for you, what matters is it's intentional efforts that walk you towards health. And every one of us has that potential. And I'm going to come back to something I say episode after episode. If you don't know where to start, invite someone into your story that you can trust. I urge you to consider inviting in models and mentors into every area of life where you struggle or where you don't have an infrastructure of knowledge or history to support you. Invite people in. It is life-changing to ask for help, to have a spirit of humility, and to understand that you're not supposed to have all of the answers. We also have just this minor detail of, um, and we've talked about it in the past, consistency over time and we have to pay our dues. We also have this minor detail of delayed gratification. Get your act together if you think you're supposed to get results within two weeks or three weeks or five weeks or 10 weeks of intentional effort. It just doesn't work that way. Our brains don't wire at that pace. Our habits don't form with that rapidity. When we are discussing 
discussing the concept of changing and walking towards health, it is consistent, intentional effort day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Because if you're not putting in the effort, then you're not actively walking towards wellness. And if you want to be well, if you want to be healthful, it means full of health, full of healthful habits. It doesn't mean the lack of disease. It doesn't mean the lack of damage and destruction. What you have to consider is if you want to model a life where you're living well, it's going to take effort. It's going to be hard. Life is tough. Get tougher. And I say that with such humility, understanding that five years ago, I was a passenger in my own life. I was someone who was letting life pass me by and and living really profoundly unhealthfully. Now, I didn't have disease present, but I also wasn't walking towards health. I also wasn't aggressively pursuing what health can be. And so I understand the dichotomy of what it used to look like and what it is now. And I can tell you it is life-changing to get us out of this neutral space of I'm not sick, so I'm okay. No, you're not okay. You're not well. You're not walking towards health if you're living passively. So I encourage you to think through what does it look like in each of those life areas to start walking towards health. You don't do it all at the same time, but change after change, week after week, month after month, year after year. Friends, you can rewrite your entire story. I've rewritten my entire story. Anyone can if they enlist the help where they need it, if they commit to consistency over time, and if they are actively chasing health. We can do the hard things. Life's tough, but so are you, and so am I. So get to it. That's where we're going to end up today. Thank you so much for taking any time to listen. If you're willing to share, it's always appreciated. Guys, we can do hard things. You have to want the change, though. I'll catch you guys later this week.